The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor Show. This is the America's Web Radio Station, and I am Victor Armendariz, uh, the Mexican, not afraid to be Americans, let's say of the South, America, American. Uh, all right, folks, I'm, I, I won't waste any time. I have gotten more, um, questions and, and, and just more listeners reaching out. And, and again, thank you all to all you listeners. You're amazing. Um, but I, 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 uh, I've gotten so much from people that want to know, uh, what I, what I, what I'm thinking and my analysis, I should say, of, uh, of what went on in Israel and what Hamas is doing. And, uh, ladies and look, folks, I can sum this up very simply. If you give the world's largest sponsor of terror, you give the country that is the biggest sponsor of terrorism billions of dollars, what did you think would happen? And if any of you are out there and you still, you still somehow are telling me and telling the news or anybody else or any outlet that you are still willing to vote for Joe Biden. If you are out there and you're telling me that Trump is so bad because he had some mean tweets or he said something you didn't like or he fired back at somebody and you thought, oh, he's being mean. And you, and you look at what's going on in the world and you're telling me that you still, that somehow you're going to vote for Biden. Listen, I don't care what CNN says or MSNBC or Fox News or any of them. If they're finding people that are living in today's world, especially after what just happened in Israel, and they tell you, oh, I'm a swing voter. Oh, I'm not a Democrat. No, no, I'm not. But I'm not going to vote for Trump. No way. You're trying to convince me that somehow you're not a libtard on the left uh, because somehow you're not a Democrat sycophant. Um, you're not, a, you're, you're against the high gas prices. You're against the high energy prices. You want to drill. You want oil. Um, you want all these things. You want lower food prices. You want higher wages. You want lower taxes. You want smaller government. You're telling me you want all of those things. And then you want to turn around and tell me, oh, but not Trump. And somehow you're going to vote for the guy, the dementia patient that's causing war after war after war because they love war. How many times do I have to tell you or remind you the Democrat Party and the establishment that is Washington loves war? They haven't found a war, seen a war, or invented a war that they haven't supported. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit on what, on what the United States, what we need to be doing, what I think we need to be doing, and what I, what I think our, our uh, force of goodness should be in the world. Because I'm not an isolationist, but I am also not we need to be the police of the world business. Um, but there is a a role for the United States to play. And if the United States doesn't fill the void, if the United States doesn't take the lead, like I'm going to talk about, well, then who's going to do it? Iran? China? Russia? Do you want any of those countries? 
to take the lead. Folks, you've got to sit back and understand. And I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to bring it to you on the level of common sense and logic. That's this show. That's the On Point with Victor show. I want you to understand. I Listen, I am not some academic intelligentsia pedigree of Harvard or Yale or Stanford. No, I didn't go to any of those. I'm not a lawyer. No, and I'm darn sure not a politician. I didn't go to any of those. I haven't spent time in the Washington swamp. I'm not any of those. I am just an American with a, with a really neat background because I got to grow up watching the American dream being achieved by my father who came to this country and couldn't speak the language. Had to learn the language, had to work three jobs, and he watched him live the American dream and retire CFO of a company right here in Atlanta, Georgia, the home flag station of the America's Web Radio and the On Point with Victor show. I got to see that, so I've got a really cool upbringing. But I didn't, I didn't go to Harvard, I didn't go to all these places, I didn't have a silver spoon, didn't have any of that. No, I just had to to learn a good work ethic. Myself worked three and four jobs at at, at one point. Get out of college and uh, a a state college and that I could afford. And then I moved, went on and worked my tail off and achieved the things that I've achieved. And along and the way, kept, and you kept washing those plastic utensils. Absolutely, of course. I, I, you know, David, you're, you're not wrong. There are plenty of times when uh, I, you know, my friends would joke and laugh because I would take paper towels and tear them in half instead of using a full paper towel because I said, no, I got to save money. And, and, and they laugh at me for turning off all and, the power. <laughs> and now they uh, sell paper towels I, that are in half. That are half. You know, that's true. Which I, should, I think is great. I, I, it, yeah. I thought... I didn't exactly take them and tear them in half like you did, but you know, I always thought this is a, what a waste of a of a uh, right. Yeah, yep. I, I learned that really early in life from my dad, uh, but uh, but I did that all through college and all through the time struggling. Uh, I saved what I could, and 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 that, and I learned that. But I tell you that because. That allowed me to get a perspective in life. I didn't have a silver spoon perspective. I didn't have a academic uh, intelligentsia where everybody's going to be beneath me like all these people think that come out of Harvard and, and, and all these schools. Uh, no, I didn't have that. I had a regular upbringing, had a regular life where I had some struggles. I had to work hard. I had to work more than one job. I couldn't complain. I couldn't put my uh, – I could have complained, but nobody was going to listen. And I couldn't put my hand out because I was taught, don't you ever put your hand out. You earn what you get. That's the way I was taught, and that's the way I've lived. And uh, and I've done pretty darn good for myself, but it wasn't always easy to get to where I am now. But getting to where I am now gives me the perspective to that, that I like to bring to my listeners. And that is, I just look at the world, and I look for the common sense. I look for the logic. I look for the why. I look for the what makes sense. And you can have all these these academic uh, uh, people out there in the establishment who are going to tell you all kinds of propaganda and they're going to tell you all these crazy things and they're going to tell you that somehow a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. No, a man can dress up and play woman. A woman can dress up and play man, but they're not going to change their gender. So I'm just a realism, realist. Let's put it that way. I'm a realist with common sense and logic. And I'm going to tell you there is very simple what what the United States place needs to be in this world is very simple. It is. It is. And it's very simple on what the things we need to do. Um, so I'm going to get to that pretty soon. But I, I, I've got to I, – I have to say 
I've mentioned before on this show, um, I mean years ago, that there was a new axis of evil forming. And if any of you doubted me back then, you shouldn't doubt me now. Because the axis of evil that I was saying was forming years ago, it has formed. And with Joe Biden, the dementia patient, leading the way, and, well, he ain't leading anything, but but the dementia patient is in, in the office of the presidency. And who knows who's telling him what to do. And then you've got his merry band of authoritarian wannabe Democrats. I mean, look at how the Democrats are acting. Look how some of the and their party are acting towards Israel right now. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is crazy. Uh, but the, the axis of evil is there. And the axis of evil has been emboldened by Joe Brandon Biden and the Democrats. And this axis of evil is China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. And if you don't think all four of these knew what was going to happen in Israel the other day, I guarantee you they all knew what was going to happen. And in some way, they all pitched in to make sure that the funding of these terrorists were there. Now, they maybe China and Russia and, and, and North Korea didn't fund the terrorists directly. That's Iran's job. But they all made it to where they all, all of them worked together so they all had money and they all had money to share. And then Iran gets, gets its hands on some money. And then boom, what happens? Which is why I said, if you give the world's largest sponsor of terror billions of dollars, Joe Biden and the Democrats, the Democrat Party gave Iran billions of dollars just in the last month. They gave them access to that money. Now, I know what some of you Democrats, I know what the what what the story, what the line is out there. I know what CNN and MSNBC are saying. I know what N- NPR is saying. I know what all of them are saying. They're saying, oh, and I know what the Biden administration is saying. Well, we couldn't, they didn't spend that money yet. That money hasn't spent. That's not the point, you more. And you know what? They know this. The Trust me, Blinken and the rest of those authoritarian wannabe Democrats who are controlling Biden, they aren't as stupid as we'd like to think they are. They know what they're doing. And by 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 allowing Iran to have access to $6 billion, what does Iran do? They take money that they would not have been able to spend on terror because they needed that money. Well, now you give them $6 billion or billions of dollars, they're going to take the money that they had set aside and they're going to spend it, and they're going to sponsor terror. It is, there is no coincidence that this terror attack happened month or so after the $6 billion was released to them by the Biden administration. So don't tell me that, the, that, that Iran's not using the $6 billion that they just released. Iran was enabled by releasing that billions of dollars. They were able to use money they would not have been able to use before on terrorism. That's where that money went. So, in effect, by giving them access to billions of dollars in the past month or two, yes, the Biden administration made it possible for Iran to sponsor this 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 level of terrorism. And, folks, this is a whole new level. This is a whole new level. When you look at the coordination that this Hamas group had, the weapons, and where did some of these weapons come from? If you don't think some of these weapons came from Afghanistan and are the very weapons that Biden left behind, then you're kidding yourself. Because I promise you this is going to come out, if it hasn't come out already, that some of the weapons used by Hamas are the weapons that are coming out of Afghanistan. Because those people in Afghanistan, the terrorists out there in Afghanistan are selling to the other, or they're selling to Iran, and then they sell them to the terrorists. These weapons are coming out of Afghanistan, and look what's happening. Look what's happening. 
So you've got, you've got money being funneled to Iran. And listen, folks, it's not just the six billion dollars that, that the ridiculous Biden administration, uh, gave Iran access to. The world's largest sponsor of terror. It's not just that. You've got to understand what the Biden policies have done. The Biden policy, listen, if it weren't for, if, if Biden just came out and said, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to help Hamas, I'm going to help Iran, I'm going to help Russia, I'm going to help China. If he said that, yeah, you know what? You could throw that man out for treason. But because it's, he's doing this through his policy, that's why you can't go after him for treason. And I don't like throwing the treason word around. I jumped all over Newt Gingrich and a whole bunch of other people for throwing out the word treason against Republicans. Who, by the way, by the way, if the Republicans pick Jim Jordan tonight, they're going to be geniuses. And what what uh, Matt Gates did and started last week is going to be an absolutely right thing to do if they come together tonight like they should and they get a new speaker. So let's hope they do. Now, take note. Take note. Don't the, the Republicans are becoming the Democrats. Don't let a good crisis go to waste because as soon as this terrorist group Hamas attacked Israel, you had Republicans on the floor trying to reinstate um, what's his name? <laughs> uh, McCarthy. They want to reinstate McCarthy. Uh, look, I, that, that, no, that's the wrong way to go, folks. I'm sorry. That's the wrong way to go. And shame on the establishment Republicans for even trying to do that. The way to go is to you pick a new leader tonight. It's either Jim Jordan or maybe, uh, Scalise. Either one of them are going to be, uh, far better than McCarthy. I hope it's Jim Jordan because if it's Jim Jordan, that is going to send a message, uh, a reverberating message that will go through the Democrats and it will reverberate for quite a while, quite a while. So let's hope they do that tonight because it really, really would make the Republican Party look, um, you know, they always talk about unity and infighting and all those things. Well, this will make the Republicans uh, really look like they've come together if they get behind Jim Jordan tonight. So let's hope they do that uh, because they're going to, you know, we're going to have to act because we're going to have to, you know, just as we've supported um, Ukraine. And listen, I'm going to talk about the difference. Why? Because there are some talking heads out there, conservative and liberal, that are out there blasting some of the, the Republicans and or, or Republican voters or Trump supporters who want to, who are ready to support Israel but have questions about Ukraine. Listen, there is a difference there. And I'm going to say because just because there are some people who want to know where the money's going in Ukraine, just because there are people and voters and the American citizen who wants to know where their taxpayers going in Ukraine, that doesn't mean they're against helping Ukraine. I want to know where the money. I don't mind helping Ukraine. I've said that before. But I want the money allocated for. <clears throat> I want the money. We know. Now, excuse me, folks. Look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. But my voice sometimes doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, but listen, I, we know. Let me tell you, let me just go ahead and tell you the difference between Ukraine and Israel. We know Ukraine is the one of the, if not the most corrupt country that exists. All right. We know this. You can fact check me all you want. We know this. It's nothing against the people of Ukraine. I, I, I feel for them, but their government has been corrupt for quite a while. Um, so we have to know where the money went. Israel doesn't have that reputation. All right, folks, we got to take a break. I know we're going to go fast. Don't you worry. We'll be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show. You're listening to the America's Web Radio Station. Attention veterans with PTSD. If you can't sleep at night, listen to A Veteran's Place, hosted by Dr. Don Moeller at 10 a.m., Every Thursday, for your answer to sleeping, here on the Veterans Station, owned by a vet, with shows just for vets. 
americaswebradio.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor show. Uh, so I have a question. I have a question for the Biden administration. I have a question for Tony Blinken. Um, how- I, I've got a question for you before okay. you get into that. Yeah, sure, sure. Because you just mentioned his name, Blinken. <laughs> it's hard to you say. Know, you have pointed out uh, a number of times our disparity in age, like, you know, I'm – Pushing the uh, chair. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, David. <laughs> anyway. Seasons. Uh, I was watching Blinken and then there's a booba check and, and Kelly was on this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a uh, whatever. And I was thinking back to my history and, and Secretary of States particularly, mm-hmm. uh, You'd know who they were. You'd mm-hmm. know where they're coming from, or you'd, right. you'd know that they've been a governor or, or some type of experience. You know, yeah. Where did where did these guys? What I, hole did they pull these people out of? Blinken. I, I mean, he couldn't negotiate his way out of a wet paper bag. Oh gosh, no. He gets played every time he's in front of a world leader. Um, no, David, I, I don't know where, I, this is the problem with, with today's Democrats. They surround themselves with activists, not experience. And, um, which is what normal people, <laughs> including CEOs of companies, they surround themselves with good people. And, and if you get somebody who doesn't do what they're supposed to do, you get rid of them and you get somebody else. Uh, that's, that's the way it should work. And, and you look back to Carter, Clinton. I mean, you know, Carter, I'll say, had some good, probably a couple of good people around him, but they just they just had wrong ideas. Well, they just uh, and they had and, no experience, and they had no experience. Yeah, and, and there was and, some, yeah, uh, that's Washington D.C. ate Carter's sack lunch. Yeah, they absolutely did, absolutely did. So well, that that doesn't answer. You know, who are these people that are? I, you know, it's a good question. Maybe maybe for one show, maybe we'll do some some background investigation because. When you look at the people around Biden that are pulling the strings, well, it really makes you wonder who's pulling the strings. And we, and because you've got somebody like Blinken who will, uh, this guy said, tried to say yesterday, oh, well, they're, they're, this money had nothing to do with the billions of dollars. But this is why I said they're not as dumb as we would like to think they are. They know what they're doing. And this is the sad part is they're doing it on purpose. And then he said, Israel should call a ceasefire. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, David. I was furious yesterday when I heard him say that. There are, there, there's a town, one town alone, where these terrorists took 40 babies and kids and beheaded some of them. I, I, I don't know how to, I, I really was going to try to refrain from from being too graphic on this show because I know we have kids. I have parents who homeschool who listen to this show. 
and and I'm thankful for it. So I always try to keep the show clean, always. Uh, and I'm, so I was trying not to be too graphic, but but this is an instance where we have to be clear on what this these these terrorist these evil 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 people. I mean, folks, if there's a devil in the world, he's at work right now, and he's at work in the Middle East. Um, and he's taken the name Hamas. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? When you take, when, I want you to imagine, because many of you can't, because you're not evil. But think about, try and picture a town of mothers and fathers and innocent people who were just trying to live their day in their house. And you get a bunch of thug terrorists, evil, evil, demon terrorists, Snatching babies out of the arms of mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and grandmothers and grandfathers. Snatching babies, 40 of them, 40 babies and kids, and then behead them for everyone to see. What was their crime? What did this baby ever do to to Hamas? What did these parents ever do to Hamas? What did these people do? They did nothing to the Palestinian, so-called Palestinian people. Look, I, I understand there are some people in the Palestinian side that are just innocent bystanders who don't want this. And they ought to speak up. They ought to speak up. But you know what? They're probably afraid to speak up because they'll be beheaded. But when you get people like this who try to tell you some propaganda mess about Israel and then their answer to it, even if it were true, even if it were true what they say about Israel, you don't go in and rip babies out of the arms of mothers and behead them. I don't care what you think about Israel. There is no way on God's green earth that you can, I hope, there's no way you can support this. But yet, we have members of our own Congress, Democrats, and this is why I started out the show asking, how on earth can you still be a Democrat today? I'm not saying that you can't be a Democrat someday, some way down, somewhere down the road. Maybe you can come back to the party. But how can you be a Democrat today when you've got members of your party who are standing with Hamas and not with Israel? And again, you don't have to come out and say you support everything Israel does. How about come out and say you support humanity? How about coming out and saying you don't support this kind of violence? But you have members, and I'm talking about AOC and her crowd, to, to Shahib and Omar and the rest of those bozos over there that are elected Democrat representatives. Listen, if you are in their districts and you don't throw them out after this, well, then you're no better than they are. You're no better than they are. Because you have these members of Congress elected by the people in these United States. They're supposed to be for freedom. They're supposed to be for liberty. They're supposed to be for kindness. They're supposed to be for, for caring about people because that's what they say. They say they care about humanity. They say they want to save humanity from the earth. I mean, but yet they can't bring it to themselves to condemn the actions of Hamas. The actions of of beheading babies, they will tell you that it didn't happen. These Democrat members are willing to engage in the very propaganda that terrorists put out because they can't dare stand with Israel because, oh, then they might be standing with Trump or then they might be standing with a Republican colleague. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no excuse for this. There is no excuse for this. And, and, and what I was going to say, here's the question I have. The question I have for the Biden administration is, 
and for Blinken. I got a question for you, buddy. Why haven't you frozen, refrozen the billions of dollars that you let go? You just said, Blinken, yesterday, and Biden, the dementia patient, you just said yesterday that this money's not accessible yet. They couldn't spend the money yet. Well, if that's the case, then refreeze it. It sounds to me like this is a pretty darn good reason to refreeze that money that you gave to Iran. Refreeze it. Tony Blinken, you're on video saying we could refreeze this money at any time. Well, why haven't you done it yet? You've just got the the very terrorist group that's funded by Iran. You know they're funded by Iran. Iran advertises the fact that they fund Hamas. Hamas said Iran gave the green light for what they just did in Israel. So we know there is no ambiguity here. We know 100%. Iran sponsors Hamas. So why haven't you refrozen the billions of dollars? Why? This is a question that it, if, if I don't care who it is in the media, if you're in front of that, that uh, I'm not even remember her name, the crazy spokeswoman, um, and I actually feel for her because, my goodness, would you want to defend this administration? Pierre I sure wouldn't. Pierre? Pierre, Jean-Pierre. Yes, David, thank you. Um, yes, the Mark the Shark. I know he says that. I, I can't do it on this show. I can't. I can't. I got to keep it a family show. But I. I but I, 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 I. Any journalist who's in front of her, or in front of Biden, or in front of Blinken, or any, especially Blinken, the question needs to be asked: Why have you not refrozen that money? You're going to allow Iran to 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 take that billions and billions of dollars that you unfroze after seeing what they just sponsored, seeing what they greenlighted, the beheading of babies, the beheading of kids. I mean, folks, they landed at a rave party. You know what's ironic? And this is this is I, I mean, I, it's, I I almost I don't want to. Well, no, I'm going to point this out. There were. Israelis at this at this rave party who were conscientious objectors. You know, in Israel, you're required to be in the military. You're required to do military time. You're required to learn how to operate a weapon. And this, there's a couple of uh, peaceniks who Israelis who refused to do it. They were conscientious objectors, and they were out there having a peace rave and dancing in the streets or in the desert. And Hamas flew in on their on their um, what are those hang gliders or whatever those things were and, and just started blowing them away. But they didn't just shoot this, this peace knit girl, one of them that I'm speaking in particular that I can't remember her name. No, they took her, took her clothes off, raped her a few times, drug her through the street, threw her in the back of a truck. And this is the girl who was objecting to Israel's policy, who said she believed in peace, who didn't, I'm sure didn't vote for Netanyahu. And was trying to, well, we want peace with everybody. Okay, that's great. That's great. But you can't just say you want peace. You have to make sure there is peace. And you can't assume that terrorists are going to give you peace. You better be darn ready to defend yourself when you have to. But she didn't want to do that. She just wanted to be a peace-loving um peacenik out there dancing and frolicking around thinking that, oh, if I just dance, they won't kill me. Oh, no. Well, well, no. They'll rape you first, and they'll drag you through the street first, and they'll throw you in the back of a Jeep or a van or a truck and parade you around and then kill you. And then they will parade your dead body around. 
Yeah, that's what terrorists do. This is why Netanyahu has to be so strong. This is why we as the United States have to stand strong and united against this kind of terrorism. We cannot stand for it. We cannot stand for it. And for those Democrats right now calling for, for, for Israel to show restraint, what is wrong with them? Again, do you need to see the pictures of the beheaded babies? Do you need to see the pictures of the beheaded kids? I sure hope not. I sure hope not. But if that's what it takes, go look them up. Go look them up before the, the, uh, lamestream media scrubs these from the internet because they don't want you to see it. Your own Democrat party doesn't want you to see these images. But unfortunately, maybe you do need to see them. Because when you have Democrat members of Congress in our own country, the country of liberty, the country of freedom, who are standing in support of Iran and of Hamas and not with Israel because they can't put differences aside. A Democrat in this country that is so afraid to stand with Israel because they might be accused of standing with a Republican, they're afraid of that. That's a, You should be standing for people. You should be standing for humankind. You should be standing for decency. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We've got to take a break. Don't go anywhere. This is The On Point with Victor Show. What will Victor say next? Find out every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on The On Point with Victor Show, only on America's Web Radio. What do doctors talk about in doctors' lounges around the country? Find out on The Doctor's Lounge Show every Thursday at 8 a.m. on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. So folks, listen, Americans have been killed by these terrorists in Israel. Americans have been kidnapped and are being held right now. And the Biden administration, one of the first things they could do is refreeze the billions of dollars they gave Iran. They could refreeze it and send the message that you will not sponsor terrorists who come after Americans. If you can't stand with Israel, then stand with the American citizen because as I know so far, 11 Americans have been slaughtered by these terrorists funded by Iran. And then I don't know how many, because I'm sure they probably don't know how many are being held hostage. What are they going to do to these hostages? They don't have the best record of exactly letting hostages go. So, folks, this is very simple. This is very simple. The United States... I. I at the very least, least, the very slight, the very smallest thing they could do right now is refreeze that money. That would, that would send a huge message. It's a small thing to do, but a huge message to send. You refreeze that money. Why haven't they done it? At least to my knowledge, they haven't done that yet. And shame on them. Shame on Blinken and, and Biden and the Democrats. And David, you look like you might have a comment. Where's your president? <laughs> Nappy time. So David, thank you for bringing that up because the dementia patient could not bring it to himself yesterday to come out. He knew that there were 9 to 11 Americans dead. He knew that the Americans were being held hostage. And he saw the gruesomeness of what they're doing to women, children, babies. 
And he checked out yesterday before noon. He checked out. It was nappy time. Can't interfere with nappy time. He has yet to make a demanding statement or a statement of power. Uh, Because he can't. You do this. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, I can hear Trump. Oh my goodness! You know, <laughs> he wouldn't have let this go after no. the first missile. No, and we we don't have a president. Mm-mm. We've got a. We, what's going to happen? I wish somebody well, would call or text you with an answer to this because <laughs> I I don't know. A challenge I'm, to the I'm, listeners. Go ahead. I'm going to check with some of the doctors that do shows with us. But as a dementia patient, when do you lose your ability to read? Oh, that's a good question. You know, because reading is because all all he can do is read the teleprompter. But if you know, he gets stuck a lot. And he and and there was a there was a journalist that just came out the other day. A lot of people are mad at her because she said, I can't vote for Biden. And she's a Democrat. She voted for Biden already once. Said she can't vote for him because he couldn't complete sentences during the interview. This man is not, he's not well. No, and, and, he, and he shouldn't. He can't. And, and David, you know, you talk about dementia. One of the things about dementia patients is they will get angry when they're fumbling around and stumbling because you've seen Biden get real angry. And I mean, he's called people names. He, he got in the face of a union worker. He told the, the black DJ that you ain't black if you don't yeah. vote for me. Um, so I would like to see some of that anger. Now would be a good time for some of that anger to come out. Uh, but the problem is, David, when, when, when you're somebody like, and, and understand this, ladies and gentlemen, understand this. When you are a compromised president, when you have made money because your son, your brother, and who else in that family, the Biden family, has has been getting money from China, getting money from Ukraine, from Russia, from who knows where else. Um, I mean, I, why on earth would they make a deal with Iran like they did and release six billion dollars? Why would they do that? So you got to ask questions. What 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 is Biden getting out of this? What is the Biden family getting out of this? And I'm not afraid to ask those questions, folks, because those questions should be asked. When when you have a a a a history of clearly taking money, whether it's legal or not, you're you're using the Biden name. You're making money off of these out of from these countries and these oligarchs and around the world. Then why shouldn't we think that if you're releasing six billion dollars or, or billions of dollars to Iran, the big, the world's biggest sponsor of terror, what are you getting in return? What are you getting in return? So that question should be asked. Um, but when Biden can't come to the cameras and speak directly to the American people and say, okay, you killed Americans and you've got Americans hostage, you've got exactly 60 seconds should be, but let's just say 24 hours to release the American hostages. Why on earth be, why isn't Biden doing that? As David asked, well, maybe because he can't, maybe it's because he doesn't want to, maybe it's because he doesn't want to keep being reminded that Iran is behind this. Uh, I mean, I, folks, your, your answer is as good as mine. Your guess, I should say, is as good as mine. But I, I don't, and you know what? The dementia patient will stumble out today. Look, they put him in bed at 12 o'clock yesterday, folks. I am not making this up. You can look it up. He checked out before 12 yesterday. What's he doing? 
He's napping. He's sleeping. And they're drugging him up with no telling what kind of experimental drugs. And they probably had to get him uh, all this extra rest so he could come out today and give a coherent statement. Or I should say, read a coherent statement. Clearly, he was in no position to do it yesterday because they wouldn't take him out. They would not put him out yesterday. Now, you show me another president in the history of this country when something that even half of as bad happened yesterday that involved the American citizen that they wouldn't come out and speak. Can you imagine what would they have done to George W. Bush if he had awaited 24 hours to say something after 9-11? George W. Bush. Now, listen, there's protocol. There's protocol. If the United States gets attacked like it got attacked on 9-11, you get the president in the air and you stay up there until you know it is secure to be in a secure place on the ground. And they had to bring Bush down early on 9-11 because the the American press and the, the Democrats were screaming at the top of their lungs, where is Bush? Where is the president? Then he put himself in danger, got on the ground, and he got in front of a camera. Where's Joe Biden? Where's the same demand for Joe? The fact that yesterday went by and Joe Biden couldn't get in front of the cameras to address not just the world, but to address the nation. The fact that he couldn't do that, ladies and gentlemen, how on earth can you tell me that you can't vote for Trump who put out a mean tweet, but you can somehow support Biden? No, something messed up there. And you better, you better look in the mirror real hard. Because there, there is nothing Trump has done. I don't care what he's done in his, in his personal life. Nothing that he's done would make me not vote for him so that Biden could get another, another term. Do you want more of this, ladies and gentlemen? You gotta ask yourself, do you want more because it's as simple as this? Yeah, David. You know, one, uh, one thing that hello is beginning to strike home with some people. Okay. We we get involved with Iran. Uh, we get involved in a world situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it. We've got oil reserves. Oh, oh I oh, forgot. Wait. Biden deleted I, them. We I, don't have any oil this, reserves. This is why you're the legend, David. I'm glad you brought that up because I'll go ahead and move on a little bit to this. You better go get yourself a full tank and keep your tank full because... Should it be gin or scotch? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> I, I'm just saying this. I'll give a good warning to the American people right now. Gas prices, uh, they're, they're painful right now. They're gonna, going to get worse. Because if, if, look, Israel's gotta do what Israel's gotta do. And, and Netanyahu ought to look at Biden. You know, Netanyahu, I have to give this guy credit. He actually came out and thanked Biden yesterday. Biden hasn't said a word. But Netanyahu went ahead and, and thanked the free leader of the world, or the yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. But he went ahead and thanked him for supporting Israel. All the while, the Biden administration, uh, all the way down to the secretaries of state Blinken and every and all the other people around the Biden administration, and and down to Democrat members of Congress, have been calling for Netanyahu. To not respond or to be careful in responding. Um, uh, cease, you should have a ceasefire that I didn't, maybe not in those words, but that's what they were telling Netanyahu. All the while, Israeli babies are being beheaded. Israeli kids are being beheaded. Innocent Israeli 
college kids and, and just all across the board are being slaughtered and killed. Folks, we're, I don't know if we're up, probably up to a thousand innocent civilians were slaughtered. These women were raped, dragged through the streets, children were dragged through the streets, children and babies were put in cages. Behead, I already told you, beheaded and slaughtered. They had a and, first responder on, mm-hmm. is, Israeli first responder, right. that uh, went in, was a, a search and rescue person as well. Mm. And he went into the theater where the mass killing was done. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could barely make it through the interview. He said, you know, I've been around all of this for years and years and years. But I've never seen anything like this. I, I think about it. I, I, yeah. I mean, then that's what I'm saying. I mean, the the degree of evil the, that these people have shown. The other thing I that mean, I don't know if you heard, but I loved it. And the ballless wonder in Washington couldn't come out and say something like this. But Netanyahu, looking straight in the camera, straight mm-hmm. in the eyes of the camera, and said, Hamas. You open the doors of hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought of a, a scene from Tombstone. You know, I like to talk about movies, and I, I'm sure Roger B. might mention this, but there's that scene in Tombstone where where Wyatt Earp's had enough, and he turns around and he and, and he looks at the the one of the bad cowboys, and he says, "You tell him I'm coming. You tell him we're coming, and hell." coming with us that is exactly what i would like to see our president do amen but especially uh but netanyahu's pretty much already done it but our president can you imagine this is what i i'd lo- i know trump would do but this is what needs to be done and here's what i here actually we could do this for all intents and purposes i trump's going to win the nomination and hopefully trump beats biden or whoever the nominee is but once the minute Trump is reelected, they need to start dropping some pamphlets all throughout these these Middle East areas where the terrorists are, all over Iran and China and We're Russia. We're coming for you, and absolutely. And he, and the minute he's reelected, it needs to be a picture of Trump or something uh, with a draped in the United States flag, armed to the teeth, maybe with with automatic weapons on both sides, and it needs to say. We, I'm back, I'm coming, we are coming, and hell is coming with us. Uh, or something to that effect, because they do fear Trump. They don't fear the current administration. They will fear Trump. Uh, there's a reason, ladies and gentlemen, that none of this happened under Trump's, uh, presidency. There's a reason it didn't happen. There's a reason Russia didn't attack Ukraine. There's a reason the terrorists were, were stalemate and didn't dare attack. There's a reason for that. Because Donald J. Trump, there's a reason that little peep squeak in North Korea, who's starting to to throw missiles around everywhere willy-nilly again, there's a reason he stopped doing it. Because you remember, you remember Donald J. Trump. You remember that peep squeak in North Korea said, I got a nuclear button now. What did Trump say? Now, what would an establishment have said? An establishment or a Democrat? They would have said, oh, gosh, we don't need to talk about nuclear weapons. Oh, we're going to do everything to not have blah, 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 blah. But what did Trump say, David, without missing a beat? Mine's bigger. Mine's bigger. (laughs) And this is the thing about Trump. When you're not a politician and you're not from the the ilk 
of, of political Washington in that swamp, you tend to react commonsensibly. You tend to react with logic. And when a little tyrant in North Korea who wants to be a big player on the world, who wants to try to elevate himself to the level of the president of the United States, when that little peepsuit says, well, I've got a nuclear button. I've got one on my desk. The proper response was 100% what Trump did. You turn to him and say, you know what? My button's bigger and mine works. Actually, he said our button's bigger and ours works. That was all that needed to be said. Because as soon as Trump said that, that little peep squeak probably peed his pants because he went, holy crap. He's right. I may have, you know, that little peep squeak may have a button to push, but who knows where those missiles are going to go. We push our button. We know darn well where they're going to go. And we, and I promise you when Trump met Kim Jong Il, Un, that he probably opened up a little satellite photo and said, yeah, this is where you thought you were hiding from us. This is where you thought you were hiding from us. We know it all, and I can get a missile through. See that little window? See that vent? That vent? You have to have a vent because you got to breathe. Oh, I can send a missile right through that vent. Test me if you want. That's the beautiful thing. Trump stood in front of President Obrador in Mexico, and he told him, you don't help us. I'll stop doing business. All business will stop with you. You won't get money anymore. It'll all stop. And you know what Obrador did? Trump became his very good friend. Trump knows how to deal with people. That's why this didn't happen under his watch. Now, look, you guys know I'm perfectly fine with Ron DeSantis. I was on the Ron DeSantis train until they kept kept doing all these things to Trump. And now I see, look, I still don't have a problem with Ron DeSantis winning if he can do it. But it's probably going to be Trump, and I don't have a problem getting behind Trump because I know none of this chaos in the world would be happening under Donald J. Trump. It wouldn't happen under Trump, folks. Listen to me. Everything that they told you, everything they told you, the Washington Republicans, the Washington Democrats, the bureaucracy, they told we, the American people, when Donald Trump was elected, they told us he has no foreign policy experience. He's going to destroy the Middle East. And then Trump said, you know what? We're going to move the embassy from from uh, Tel-, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. They lost their minds. Obama led the way saying there will be war in the Middle East because of Donald Trump. None of it happened. Everything they said would happen under Donald Trump is happening right now. In the Middle East, everything they said that Trump was going to cause war and the terrorists were going to run rampant, none of it happened under Trump, folks. None of it. Because the one thing terrorists understand, they understand strength. The terrorists understand one thing. The leadership, the leadership of these terrorists, they don't want to die. The leadership of these terrorists, they're not strapping on bombs. They're not going in, killing, sending their family members with bombs. No, no, no. Just the underlings. The leaders of these terrorist organizations understand strength and they understand death. And when Trump came for them, they all fell in line. Understand this, folks. Understand. The, 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 these evil people, they understand death and they understand strength. And that was, came, that came from Donald Trump. That's why they didn't attack anything when Trump was president. But they're doing it now. So everything the Democrats told you that would happen under Donald Trump in the Middle East, the opposite happened. But all of the bad things they said would happen is happening right now under Democrat policies. Because, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. 
It's not just the six billion or so billions of dollars that they released to Iran that enabled them to take other monies to fund this, these terrorist activities. It's not just that. The Biden policies have made Russia richer. They've made China richer. Who's buying oil from Iran? The, the Biden and the Democrats love to tell you, oh, we have an embargo on Iranian oil. We're not letting people buy it. We don't buy oil from Iran. Yeah, whatever, because you're allowing Russia and China to go buy their oil from Iran. And Iran takes that money and funds terrorists. Biden, Joe Biden, the, the buck stops there. This funding of terror that Iran has been able to do were because of the policies of the Democrat Party. When you enable Russia and you enable China to not buy from us, we could have forced them to have to buy energy from us. But we didn't do that. Biden, no, no, Biden can't do that. See, they got this religion of climate change. They got this fake fake crisis called climate change which is their religion that's their religion you can't go against their religion so we had to stop drilling here in this country we had to stop the pipeline we had to stop anwar drilling we're stopping everything driving prices up for the american people then you're 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 stopping countries from buying from us now they're buying from iran and iran is taking that money and killing americans and killing israelis killing innocent people couldn't this is stops at the feet of Biden. Yeah. Couldn't you see a, a television spot with Trump and he's got all of these little things in front of him and, and he's signing them. And uh, the reporter says, what are you doing, Mr. President? And he said, I'm personally autographing all the missiles that I'm <laughs> going to put on the drones. I and and. I would love as far to see as that. one of those, as far as the leader of Hamas, I've got one special for you. Oh, I would love it. Now, see, that that reminds me. Now, look, Donald Trump and our military forces obliterated ISIS. Obama couldn't do it. Obama made ISIS more powerful. Uh, Trump came in and obliterated ISIS. Obama said it couldn't be done. Trump said, hold my Mountain Dew, because Trump doesn't drink, so he can't hold his beer. Um, and Trump went in and decimated and destroyed ISIS. Trump will do the same thing to Hamas. Trump can do the same, especially working with Netanyahu. And we the, can do the same thing to Al Qaeda. Who was the leader and, and, that Trump took out? Oh, that was a uh, uh, yes. So ISIS. Um, yeah. So that was the other thing. So when they were destroying ISIS, when Trump was destroying ISIS, every when we'd pop off a leader, a new leader would pop up. And Trump would go after him, pop him off. A new leader would pop up, whether Al-Qaeda, whatever. Boom. And then that Iranian general popped his head up and said, I'm going to fund this. Boom. Trump took him out. When when Trump gave the order to continue to take out these these leaders that popped their heads, it was like that game. There used to be an arcade game or a carnival game. I don't remember what it's called, David. Maybe you do. But these things would pop up, and you took the little mallet, and you'd pop them down. When they popped their heads up, you'd pop them. Well, Donald Trump and our wonderful United States military, when somebody else would pop up and go, no, 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 I'm the new leader, bam, <laughs> there goes their head. No, 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 I'm the new leader, bam. Eventually, new leaders didn't want to pop up anymore and bye-bye ISIS. ISIS was gone. That is what strength means, and that's what Donald Trump was doing. You know, even George Bush was doing it when he went after al-Qaeda. Uh, that's what we need to do. And, and this is what Netanyahu's about to do, ladies and gentlemen. And, and Netanyahu, listen, buddy, I hope you turn 
to Blinken and Biden and the rest of this Democrat. Don't be nice anymore. You've tried to be nice. Don't be nice anymore. You give them the big finger and you tell them, no, I'm going to go take care of business. Because for too long, for too long, Israel has has stood by and played footsies with Hamas. And, and, and too long... Israel, Hamas would attack and Israel would push Hamas back. Hamas would attack. Israel would push Hamas back. Hamas would attack and Israel would go, okay, we're going to, we're going to set you back 10 years and they'd go attack them. No longer can that be done. After what they've just done, what Hamas, the atrocities that they've just committed, Netanyahu is 100% within his purview and he's 100% right. The game has changed. We're going to seek out every each and every Hamas member, and you will be dealt with. You will be destroyed. You will be ended. Hamas will not exist in the next, let's say, week or two or month. Hamas will not exist. That is my hope for Israel. That is my hope for Netanyahu. And I have no doubt not Netanyahu is going to do this. And he should have the backing of the United States. He should have the backing of the United States. I Look, if I were president right now, of these wonderful United States and a terrorist organization had the audacity to kidnap first kill Americans and then you kidnap Americans. I know from the past actions of Hamas, they're going to kill these hostages. I'm not going to stand by and negotiate. No, sir. I would send our best equipment and special forces to go seek out those hostages and you, and to end Every terrorist member who had anything to do with, with, with coming after Americans. And that's what needs to be done. And I have no doubt that Trump would do that too. Um, that's what we need to do. I, I, I am not, and here's where I will differ with Lindsey Graham. Look, I am so sick of Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham looks like an absolute idiot yesterday, once again, coming out trying to, I am so sick of Lindsey Graham trying to be Mr. Tough Guy and talk tough. He won't talk that way to Democrats. He won't talk that way to Biden, which his buddy. He he won't be forceful to the ridiculous policies of the Democrats. No. But he'll go stand in front of you and he'll call for war. He wants war with Russia. He wants war with China. He wants war with now with North Korea. He wants war now with uh anybody in the Middle East, I guess, that 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 I mean I am sick of Lindsey Graham, folks. I, and you people in South Carolina, if you don't vote him out, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. But Lindsey Graham yesterday calling for – he's not calling for for strategical cooperation with Israel to take out terrorists. No, he just wants war. He just wants war. He talks and talks, and and these are your sons and daughters that he's that he's going to be putting in danger. And it's just driving me insane to, to – I'm so over Lindsey Graham. I, I am. I am. And I'm not afraid to say it. Um, we could do better. We are so many better Republicans or conservative Republicans or conservatarians that could take Lindsey Graham's place. And in and, uh, and South Carolina, I hope you find somebody. I really do. I don't want a Democrat to take his place, but I would like a good, vibrant, young, conservative Republican to take his place. Um, because Lindsey Graham's got to go. All this man wants to do is get us into war after war after war after war. He'll stand with Democrats because they're for war, but he won't stand with the American people when we're being invaded in our southern border. I know Lindsey Graham gets up and gives poppycock tough speeches about the border, 
that border is a mess partially because of Lindsey Graham and the policies that he's voted for and, and the policies that he hasn't voted for. That's your Lindsey Graham. And I'm just sick of Lindsey Graham uh, coming out and talking big and wanting war, 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 war. Let me tell you what we need to do, folks. Let me tell you what the United States – let me tell you where our place needs to be here. These people, these terrorists, they killed Americans. That's a game changer. And then they took Americans hostage. That's a game changer. So we should strategically strike, strategically, we should be giving Israel all the intelligence we have. Now, uh, my goodness, apparently nobody saw this coming. So clearly the Israeli intelligence, the United States intelligence, we need to figure out who dropped the ball. How was the ball dropped? How did they not know this was coming? Because if these terrorists are able to plan this well of an attack and no one knew about it, no one heard about it, no one suspected it. What do you think they've got planned in the United States? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm dead serious, and I need you to turn up your volume. I need you to listen to me. Get in close with me here. Listen to me. I'm not going to whisper like Joe Biden. I'm not going to whisper like a dementia patient. Just come in and hear me and hear me well. The border is wide open. We know, we know there are terrorists, known terrorists, who have come across the border, and they're in our country. Now, how many do we not know? So how many sleeper cells are in the United States just waiting, waiting and planning to attack? And right now, you look at the level and the sophistication of the attack that Hamas just made on Israel. Look at that attack. Israel didn't know it was coming. The U.S. didn't know it was coming. How did our intelligence not know that was coming? So if we didn't know that, what do we not know is going on in our own country? And let me tell you something, folks. With Biden at the helm and the Democrats at the helm, our FBI, our law enforcement, our DOJ, they're telling you that the as late as yesterday, they were still telling you that the climate is the big biggest threat, not these terrorists beheading babies and kids. No, somehow climate is still the biggest danger to the people of the U.S. Somehow and somehow. White folks are the biggest danger in the U.S. The FBI has been going after parents who are pushing back against their schools. The FBI has been going after people who, who, who hold a Bible, who stand in front of an abortion center saying, hey, maybe we should talk. They arrest them. The FBI and the DOJ is telling you that the climate is a bigger threat, that white people are a bigger threat than these terrorists. Their eye is not on the ball. And if Hamas can attack Israel with this degree and no intelligence picked it up, how can you tell me that you don't expect or, or, or it's hard to fathom what is being planned in the United States right now by sleeper cells? I, 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 w- I wouldn't want to be living in New York. I wouldn't want to live in any big city right now. I, I mean, now, David, you make a good point because the, 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 they're probably not going to come after a red state before they go after blue states. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that if they could get do this in Israel, what are they going to do here? What's coming here next? We need to be prepared. And we're only going to be prepared if we take back control of our of our DOJ and our FBI and we get them focused on what they should be focused on. They don't need to be focused on white people. White people aren't going around in gangs willy-nilly killing people. And uh, last time I checked. And uh, I uh, folks, listen. We are, we need to be with the people of Israel right now. Again, I don't care what you think about Israel. We need to be with the people of Israel right now. We need to go after and snuff out these terrorists and kill all of them. We have to. 
We have to. We don't have to be the policemen of the world. But we sure can defend liberty. We sure can defend freedom. We sure can defend the American citizen. And we doggone better start doing it. You know, we need a leader that comes out and says, we support Israel, but we support America first. Absolutely. And you don't do this to (laughs) Americans or you will get the wrath of America. Right. Show me a Democrat that will put America first. (laughs) All right. We're out of here, folks. You have a good one. We'll be back in a couple of weeks because I am out next week. But uh, stay tuned. Locked and Loaded is up next, and I'm sure he'll have more. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.